1: hi everyone it's kirby welcome to Los angeles all right we have an incredible guest today everyone somebody that i love both professionally and personally chloe hall oversees all beauty coverage at l.com as beauty director as her bio reads she knew she wanted to get into the beauty industry the moment donna summer came on her screen and she's been chasing the perfect disco shadows ever since Her sweet spot is the intersections of beauty with current culture, whether it's music, movies, or social media. And you can find her in Brooklyn with her pug or in Rihanna's comment section. Yes. Welcome to the pod, Chloe. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and nervous and excited. (laughs) Don't be nervous, y'all. Chloe is one of my favorite people. We met, was it was like two years ago, which it feels like it was longer than that, but it was two years ago. We went on this trip with Elf Cosmetics to yes. New Orleans. Yes, y'all. And we were there for something that they do called Scape, And I remember I felt like a fish out of water because it was a bunch of influencers. I was like, okay, am I gonna know anybody else on this trip? And I didn't. But then Chloe shows up and she's like, oh, hey, like, are you an editor? I'm like, yes, are you an editor? She's like, yes. And so we ba- basically became bosom buddies that weekend. What? We did some crazy stuff that weekend. <laughs> I feel like, I okay, mean, Kirby, you are one of those people
0: that like you meet them and you're like, I've known Kirby for 25 <laughs> years. If someone were to ask me, I was like, me and Kirby grew up together. <laughs> like that is the energy that I would tell people. That trip was crazy. It was both of our first times in New Orleans. Yep. We, the, we like, I remember we like were, you could, the open bottle policy. So we had like wine glasses in the street. We went to Bourbon. It was like, every, like one of those wild, fun, unique hilarious
1: trip. I know. And it was so funny because it was New Orleans, right? So like people were drinking like, and it's a brand trip. So like, obviously, like we're trying to like keep our wits about ourselves tight. (laughs) But then everyone's like, no, we're going to Bourbon Street. So we went to Bourbon Street together. We had literally the best time um, just dancing and and walking up and down the street when, you know, we were allowed to be around crowds of people. Yeah. And then what what was the, the second line parade? Is that that's what it's called, right? oh yes yes oh my god we got to, okay that was also unexpected because they surprised us
0: at like 7 30 in the morning like in this <laughs> conference room when they were like everyone go outside and then we were in a second line parade together that will like bond to you. And then we ate like a crawfish dinner and i remember like you knew how to control that crawfish in 36 seconds do you remember they were like this is how you do a crawfish and you were like
1: I got this Everyone i was watched. like i can deconstruct a crawfish you suck the head i'm like, yeah, yes. that's like this is how you do it
0: here give it to me you're a professional crawfish and beauty expert
1: something about my texan roots i guess <laughs> so chloe is the hbic over at l.com and if you have seen any of my posts over at l it's because Chloe over here has has an in, so she you know has assigned me some stories, and I always love working with her. Um, she's an incredible editor, incredible journalist. Basically, like BFF with Tracy Ellis Ross at this point. My queen, all
0: of our queens are Tracy Ellis Ross. The
1: queen, the kindest, coolest,
0: smartest, funniest, like most humble, most brilliant woman ever. I will stand her. We can dedicate this whole thing to her. I love her so much. She was so kind,
1: Tracy. If you're listening, this is dedicated to you. Um, she is incredible I actually met her at the pattern beauty launch party here in LA last year and she it was so dope she was so chill she was just going around mingling with everybody talking to everybody like she had literally no business speaking to me at all but she did and was so awesome and because I have hair extensions I love using um the conditioner to like basically like keep my hair from getting matted at the the root with the tape her products are really good and they're super affordable i think everybody should try them yeah totally
0: i love her and she actually so we just did a huge thing on l.com a plug we did the state of black beauty and um tracy was our cover which could not have been more perfect and she was talking about how she's been wanting to do this line for like years because she would go to local beauty stores in la and be like and people would be like everyone comes in and asks like can i have your curls can i have your curls and it did happen years ago. No one was, like, supporting it. And now it's finally here. And I really think it's, like, it's won the Lure Beauty Awards. I know a lot of people want to give it awards. And it's just, like, really incredible. Um, she's just, like, incredible and so down to earth. Like, you were saying at the event, like, I'm, you know, you're so intimidated. You don't know with celebrities. It's like, oh, like, they're a celebrity celebrity. You know what I mean? They're so cool. And she literally talks to you like she's your best friend. Like, she's so humble. Uh, yeah. I could gas her up. I, I could guess her up forever. She's so kind and nice. And, like, she made our package so wonderful just with her vision and her, like, knowledge and kindness and yeah. Um, But yes, check out the package and Ray Tracy's cover the story. I
1: mean, but she also like gassed you up too. She literally posted on her Instagram (laughs) and like tagged Chloe. I was like, oh my God. It was the best day of my life. Tracy's gonna go to Chloe's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. She's
0: definitely invited. We'll just hold a seat for her. And if she chooses to come, she's she could walk me down the aisle. She could do whatever she wants. She could marry my fiance. She could do whatever she wants. That was like, that's where I'm saying like it's that extra like human kind, compassion, like more of what this world needs is her because she didn't have to tag me in that. She doesn't have to do any of that you know like she doesn't have to and she was so involved she got on the phone with us she like believed in our vision she just truly wanted to support us as black women which is so wonderful and so important so yeah and it really came through like i just adore the package because it was like my heart Naresha's heart angel's heart and tracy's heart and carrie washington's heart i love her we love her i love this i love that we're starting with her because like Now I think she's like blessing the episode with her good vibes and energy.
1: The interview was incredible. This is only part of the problem, but we need more women with money because we need more women green lighting beauty brands. Someone that has her own money being able to invest in these beauty brands. I have a whole plan for what I would do if I won the lottery. If anyone wants to send Kirby one million and change will happen. I honestly, that's true, right?
0: No, but it's true. And like the black dollar is far more valuable than any other dollar. So I'm just like, it's not adding up here. I mean it is, but you know what I'm getting at? Like it's just yes. It's just like, come on,
1: people. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So Chloe, we're gonna get into Get to know Chloe. Yeah, girl. All right. So what's your astrological sign? I am a Virgo. Yes, you are. Shout out all the Virgos. I love my little baby boo, Virgo. (laughs) As a fellow Earth sign, I think that's probably why we connected when we first met because we were both Mm -hmm. like, okay, grounded. It's fun, but like feels like a real person that I'm speaking to. I used to not like think
0: that I was a Virgo. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not like that. But then I'm like a Virgo to a T. Like my core is Virgo, which is like. Good and bad, obviously, as you know from Virgos. We just ended our season just two seasons ago, so you know. What
1: would you say is like an element of your Virgoism or, Vir- yeah, Virgoism that you bring to your job?
0: I think I'm like really intense, like, on myself, though, I do think I like I'm like so insane about myself, which I think is very Virgo, where I like I will stay up all night stressed that I did not do something right or like it didn't look right or anything like that. Like, I think that's the most Virgo, which like I feel like you wouldn't know that. But then like I try to play it cool and be like, oh, no, I'm so chill. I'm not a regular girl. I'm a cool girl. But really, I'm like <laughs> riddled with anxiety and stress and like, oh, God. What did I do? You know, I'm so scared. Yeah, that's not healthy, I don't think, but that's the most where I go.
1: Well, I think it's what makes you you and like why you've had the career that you've had. I, I wanted to touch on that because there, I was talking to a doctor recently and I get so nervous putting stuff on the internet. It's like what has kept me and held me back the most in my freelance career. Like I'm so scared to put videos out out of fear of like criticism and like getting something wrong and she's like think of it this way if you weren't worried about having all the right facts it means that you wouldn't be curious it means that you wouldn't be growing and on the quest to always have like the best information like she's like the most informed people always second guess themselves it's the people that think they're always right that actually don't know anything at all and they're always the loudest and i was like Thank you for putting that in perspective for me, because that kind of helps, like, mitigate <laughs> some of the anxiety that. that I have when I put something in the world. Like, even the article that I wrote for L about birth control, um, I wanted to write it. Uh, the article, for those of you who haven't read it, is, um, like, what to do when you get off of hormonal birth control. I wanted to write it because so many women are, in my life especially, are really reevaluating, like, okay... Do I want to start a family right now? Do I want these hormones in my body right now? Things like that. And so I went to Chloe and I pitched it and she was like, yes, let's do it. And I interviewed experts in hormones, experts in dermatology and esthetician, things like that to tell you basically like if you get off of hormonal birth control, here's what to expect for your body and your skin. And when Chloe said she was going to publish it, I... I was like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't F this up. Like, I was like, did I consult like every, you know, hormonal person I could contact? You know, it's it's like this. Hermie did do all of that also.
0: <laughs> she did do it all. And it was so. Yeah, no, exactly, though.
1: But it's this anxiety that you have this like quest to be to have the most information. But, you know, at the end of the day, things consistently change. Like, mm mm-hmm people like opinions change like even in medicine things change from time to time so give yourself a little bit of a virgo break you're break, doing good. You. Yeah, no,
0: it's so true though. But
1: your your piece was so reported. Two things. One, like I do
0: think everyone, I feel like I have my conversation right now of everyone getting off their birth control or like wanting new ownership of their like family planning and things like that. So it felt really timely because I do feel like every day a new person's like, should I get off my birth control? What's going to happen to my skin? Or like even I'm on Spiro, like all these different things. It was really helpful because you broke it down with your body, you broke it down with your face and then you just talked to the best in the business. But yeah, but I agreed. The second thing I was going to say is like, no, and everything is so black and white and I do think we are moving a little bit more into that space of like yeah you can move and change and form and like get it wrong and then get it right you know what I mean so I'm like trying to find comfort in that of being like I could grow as a person it sucks we have to do it in online in front of everyone but you know what I mean but we can grow like even doing this podcast is so nerve-wracking because it's like I don't want anyone to like take one thing I said but it's like I can't not do this podcast like I gotta push myself to do it you know so it's like uh Look at all these, like, character building and growth we're having already. (laughs) Minute, minute, whatever on our page.
1: So much growth. So much growth on Los Angeles. Okay, so, Chloe, I want to know, what did you want to be as little baby Chloe? Which, by the way, go to her Instagram. She has the cutest effing photo of herself with Kamala um, in a slideshow, which is adorable. But what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, thank you for asking. I feel like I always
0: switched it a little bit. Like, I never was committed, so I was like there was a small period that I was like, I want to be a doctor. But it was really just because I like loved coloring anatomy books. It was not grounded in science or the medical field. So that passed. And then I was like, my mom's a lawyer. And she's like really like you know bad hbic and i was like oh me too like this is for me so i was like very much on i will be a lawyer um this is my plot in life um but i'm not a lawyer
1: so then i want to know like okay how did it shift did one day in high school or one day in college or wherever were you like i want to be a journalist or i want to get into beauty Yeah. So I actually did teach for America after um, college, which I don't know if everyone knew this. Yeah. And
0: then I was like, I love like education, I don't love education equality. I love, I love working to better education equality. Um, so, but it, I wasn't like, this isn't really for me. I just felt like I wasn't doing a good job, I guess, like in that sector, in that field. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll go to law school. Cause like, that was kind of the plan. I was like, I'll well, do Teach for America, see how it works like on the ground floor and then like go to law school and have actual change with like policy and stuff this is my ambitious like 21 year old. Um, and then I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this as a career. I think I need to use that as like my passion, you know, like volunteering and education equality and children and things like that. Um, and then for my career, like I kind of switched the two. Cause while I was doing TFA, I was um, freelancing and like doing like on the side jobs for like batches. I don't know if you've heard of that Instagram band. Remember that?
1: You were, I had no idea. Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: This was like in the beginning of like the internet and like, like 2000 and I don't even know. Like, you know, this is like meme culture is just beginning. Um, so I did fashion and beauty stuff for them. Uh, and I really liked it. And I was like, okay, this is like more what I meant to be doing, you know? And then like that turned into a job fashionista, which I really loved. And like, that's when I was like, okay, this can also really cause change. And like, could have, like you're saying, like, this is journalism. I went to USC for journalism. So I went to Annenberg. I knew that it could cause change, but I was like, how can I cause change? with my interests? Then I went to L. Later like, Turnikoff, who I
1: love, was like, use your voice. Now I'm here, sell it out. Then I went to Glossier and then I back it out. Oh my god, I remember when you went to Glossier and I was like, oh, I was like, L without Chloe. It just feels weird. I know. I like I'm an L girl. You're an L girl too. We're L girls. You're such an L girl. I freaking love L. I love L. Two. Confirm what was your first? Well, I, I have here. What's your first beauty slash journalism job? Was it fashion? Was it Betches or Fashionista? I would say like Betches, but then also Fashionista. Like I would say both of them, kind of. We talked about Tracy Ellis Ross and how incredible she is, and you know the interview um, that she did with Elle for um, the State of Black Beauty. Outside of that. What would you say is the favorite interview you've done? And it can be for any publication, but do you have a favorite interview or a favorite interview story? Yeah, okay. This is a good question. I
0: just wrote a piece that I really, really love for Elle. I interviewed Jessica Florence, who's a breast cancer advocate about not being believed in the medical field. And I think it's just like a super important story to me. And it, it came together over a few months and just like talking to her, we became like close friends. She's just like a blessing in this world and a light. And she's using her stage four for cancer to like do better in the world. Just so inspiring. And then I had the opportunity to talk to Dr. Silber, who is uh, the Yale Medical for Breast Cancer and specializes it in um, African-American women. And she, again, was like talking about how we're missing this compassion chip and like not believing black women and not believing their pain. And you can't just look at it as again, like going back to our thing It's so black and white. It's like a whole complex thing. So I just got to talk to really incredible, like kind people who are, just like doing the work, and they shared their story with me, which is like such an honor, you know. And then I, I got to write about it for a print magazine, and it's online. And I just am so honored that I got to meet Jessica, and then I got to talk to Dr. Silver, and it's like it came together really well. And I think it turned out very much like right now, the world's going through these changes where we're looking at every institution for racism, and we need to look at the medical institute uh, field too. So I would say that. That is my very serious answer. My not serious answer
1: was Cardi B. So <laughs> I was going to say. Tell me. Okay. Well, before we get Should into- we Car- go to the Cardi B? But the, I just was like, this is very- We have to talk about Cardi B, but I do want to touch on that article because it is yeah. an incredible article. Um, if you guys haven't read it, what is the, the headline? What's the title that they can search? Uh, when No One Believes We Have Breast Cancer is the- title on the site and then my the main title on the site is
0: she knew it was breast cancer so why didn't doctors believe her
1: yeah it's an incredible like you reported it so beautifully and to encourage everybody to read the story jessica she felt like something was wrong but she kept getting told nothing was wrong with her Mm -hmm. at what point did they realize that she did have breast cancer? Like how far along was the breast cancer when they finally like, yeah, it was stage. I think it was stage three. So she basically like what she says so well, she's like, you know, your body, which I think so
0: many women can relate to, like, you know, when something's up with you, you know, she just like, wasn't feeling right. And like, there was a lump. And then again, like she was rejected. She was telling me like over four or five, six times. And then finally they got it. And it's that thing. It's like, you could have caught this earlier and then she actually got it her cancer came back again in 2020 and like it was that same thing again almost like you we all like you just want to shake these doctors kind of in a way like you should have caught it earlier like of course she has great doctors now who caught it and are working with her and she's doing great but like it's like you when you hear this story you can't you can't not want to like scream and pull your hair out which is like so many stories we keep hearing you know
1: totally um i just thank you so much for writing that story and putting it on L, I I think a lot of people need to read it and will feel not only I mean it's a it's a hard story to read because it's so frustrating but it's also comforting because you know Jessica sharing her story is going to help so many people to keep inquiring to keep pressing their doctors hopefully will help doctors become a little bit more cognizant compassionate aware so Please read this story, y'all. You're going to love it. It's it's an incredible piece of journalism. You're amazing for writing it, Chloe. Flipping the switch, okay? <laughs> Completely flipping the switch. Turning off the lights, leaving the room, going to a
0: brand new room. Lighting a
1: candle. Can yes. you please tell me about Cardi B?
0: Okay, yes, of course. Course. Okay, so I love Cardi B. Which do you are you a Cardi B person? I feel like
1: yes. yes. Okay,
0: okay, okay, or okay. Yes. Exactly. Oh, I can't
1: roll my R's, but like if I could, I'd be like, okay, no, oh. I know. I was. Like, <laughs> I can't exactly.
0: do it. I was like too shy to do it because I'm like if I listen back and I hear this, it'll haunt <laughs> me in my dreams of me saying, "Okay." Um, But yeah. Okay. Long story short, I could not get on the phone with this woman. Like I was in a breakout room where you record, like you could record your audio with, um, for like days, like waiting and waiting, and waiting. Obviously she's so busy. No, it, no, there's zero shade I could ever throw at the queen Cardi B. Uh, so then I finally get on the phone with her and it's right after the midterm. So this is like 2018. Uh, I get on the phone with her and she's like, Oh, like, Hey, like whatever. She's talking normal and then all of a sudden she like pauses, and she's like, don't touch the baby. Don't touch the baby's ears. Don't touch nothing on the baby. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm babysitting my nieces and they are at it. Okay. So she's taking this interview <laughs> while babysitting her nieces. And then she's like, your hands are so germy. I'm sorry. What was the question? Like in and out. And then she's, she's like eating her lunch and she's like, I'm so sorry. I haven't eaten until 6 a.m. Like this woman is the queen of the world because she's working so hard. She's so down to earth, so real, so kind, so hilarious, interjecting our interview to yell at her nieces and nephews who are being bad, <laughs> to eat also her lunch. And then she's like dropping these like brilliant facts, like talking about how in New York, because it's about her Fashion Nova line, how New York, like the rents have gone up. So you haven't seen, remember like we grew up with like Styles for Less and all those like stores yes. that were essentially Fashion Nova They're because rent is too high, they're gone. So she's talking to me about like rent control in New York. And then I'm like, okay, I need to ask her because, you know, she loves politics. And I'm like, yep, I need to ask her about like the midterms, and what she thinks. So I'm like, oh, like, do you have any thoughts about the, like the last election? And then she's like silent on the line. And I'm like, oh no, like, you know, when you're, I guess like Kirby, you know this, but sometimes when you do an interview, like if talent or their publicist doesn't like the question, they'll just like cut you off or they'll like, mm-hmm. she's not answering that. And like, it's, then you have to recover and it's awkward, you know? Um, no, not Cardi B. She was like, what was the question again? And I'm like, oh no, she doesn't like it. Like, you know, or something. So then I just ask her again, because I'm like, okay, whatever. She's like, oh yeah, I have something to say. Goes on for like 30 minutes on like Obama air politics um, on like (laughs) literally like how the Congress and the Senate should actually work, what's happening on the floor. It just gives me like the best, most brilliant answer ever. And I was like, this is my favorite interview ever. And then after she was like, what's your name? And I was like, Chloe. And then in Cardi boy, she's like, hi Chloe. It was amazing. (laughs) And then I was like, I obviously I was like, so like gassed up because I was like, it's one of those things again where it's like, oh my God, I love that Cardi B is so great. You know, you love someone, but you don't get to talk to them. and Then you talk to them and they're so incredible. And then she was like, girl, I hope I meet you one day. And I was like, oh
1: my God, meet Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope she does. I hope y'all meet. I like, I need this meeting to happen. I'm in love with her. I'm obsessed with her. I'm, I'm obsessed with her. I remember one time, Mario Dedanovic he posted a video of Cardi. Now, this is, like, before her album came out. Like, I think, like, Bodak Yellow had just released, okay? So, I... And I wasn't familiar with, like, her reality show life. So, I did not know anything about her. And I remember being like, who is this woman? This is the craziest video I've ever seen. And then I started following her. And mm-hmm. not only... She's born to be an entertainer. I... I'm in stitches laughing at her sometimes. Me and my girlfriends send her videos nonstop. For me, the reason why I really not only care for Cardi B, but like respect her is she has this whole personality as an entertainer and like what you think that she should be as like a professional rapper and and performer. But then she knows she's so multifaceted and like, Mm -hmm. As somebody who grew up with, like, the Britney Spears and, like, idolizing the Britney Spears and, like, how people treated Britney when she did try to deviate from, like, the formula, like, it is so refreshing to see a woman like Cardi mm-hmm. have this amazing personality, have this amazing sense of humor, be sexy, be funny, and then she's, like, talking about, like, mm-hmm. every president and knows, like what policies were like bad and how and like literally telling you how like the Senate should operate.
0: Mm-hmm. She broke down like her tax brackets and like how we're taxed and how like the loopholes of tax. It was like honestly one of the most informative calls ever. I love her.
1: She needs to I'm like she needs to be more involved in politics. Like I think like because of her platform, I love that she she like did that conversation with Joe Biden. For out yes, yes. You know, so many people like to say like stay in your lane, like stick to rapping or whatever, but I the, I think the reason why I have mm-hmm. so much respect for her and I am in admiration of her is because of all of these things that come together. Because, unfortunately, a lot of people may look at Cardi B and think, that girl doesn't know anything about politics. Like, what are you talking about? But she is so informed. Mm-hmm. She And it's like, okay, yeah, she can, like, post an Instagram with her ass out and then, like, have a... Call. She, she knows more about anything about politics than you probably do. No, I
0: love, like, I... And her debates, her debate coverage has been amazing. I think that like, the other thing is like, I hate the stay on the lane thing because it's like when these laws are affecting people that look like Cardi B, you know yes. what I mean? They say that to LeBron James, they say it to all these like brilliant thinkers just because of like a fear of like their opinion and their thoughts, it's like, Cardi B is like a whole human which and it's allowed to exist in her whole, you know what I mean, in her whole greatness.
1: Imagine like thinking you could tell another person to like stick to what they know. It's like what mm-hmm. are you even talking? So you're allowed to have an opinion. It's almost like telling a person that they don't have a right to vote or something. Like <laughs> yes, like yes, it really is. It's like it's okay like, no, what? so It's like shut up and dance. Like what are you even talking about? Like yeah, it's I know it's
0: really disturbing. It's disturbing is the only word to say. Well,
1: she's incredible, and I am waiting. Like the minute you two, we got to put this in the world. Like there has to be like an L video where you two are just in a room together. And you're interviewing her and then she teaches you like how to rap. Oh my God. I would,
0: can we put it in the universe? I would cry, but I would get so shy. I think I'd be like, oh, I just love her so much. I think she's so cool and smart.
1: I've seen you on camera. You would thrive. You're going to be fine. Those are two great interviews. We want to know as a brand loyalist, are there any products or brands that you consistently use and keep going back to? And if so, what are they?
0: I felt cool about this because all the young kids on Gen Z's on TikToks are like obsessed with like Cetaphil and CeraVe. But I am like, everyone, Have there was a good article on Business of Fashion by Cheryl, I think, about how like Uh. the rise of this um, drugstore beauty. And I'm like, I'm definitely on that train and I've been on that train. Like CeraVe, like Stan, I really love their cleanser. It's so gentle really helps me. And then, yeah, so I just like felt vindicated by the youth that they were like, we too stand with this. Um, So that's what I would say. Like, I'm I'm on that
1: train. Okay, good. I love that. I think that one thing we try to preach here on Los Angeles is a like don't buy something you don't need just because like people are talking about it. Like finish what you have. Like mm-hmm. be eco conscious. Um, but also like good skincare doesn't have to cost a fortune. Granted, like some like my favorite cleanser in the whole world is the Fresh Soy Face Cleanser, and it's like forty bucks, and it really is like painful how expensive it is. But yeah, it is one of the most like gentle, effective cleansers that I've ever used. But I will say. Like, CeraVe is, like, the brand when people come to me and they're like, I need to go to to CVS. I need to go to Target. Mm -hmm. What should I pick up? I'm like, grab CeraVe. They have good stuff. Do you follow um, Makeup for WOC on Twitter? Makeup for Women of Color on Twitter. Her name is Tiara Willis. She's, like, a 19-year-old esthetician from New York. This woman has been schooling people right and left, has made them all, like, uh, CeraVe converts and... I swear to God, if CeraVe doesn't reach out to her for, like, a, a sponsorship, they are dumb because this girl single-handedly has, like, created a movement with their products. And that article is really impressive. And I think, like, a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's so much discourse on Twitter about CeraVe. So. Right? And then the fancy one I would say is
0: Dr. Barbara Sturm Glow Drops. That's my like money girl. Let's spend it. Let's live our glowy truth. Um, but
1: yes. So what, can you tell me a little bit about the glow drops? Like what, like what ingredient, like what's the ingredient? Is it like a hyaluronic acid thing? No. So the glow drops are different than the hyaluronic acid one. And, okay. Use I use them before. Like I'm
0: like going to put on my makeup as like a primer or something. And they give my skin like a little bit of glow and a little bit of like that little like hue, you know, that like little vibey. I know people live for the hyaluronic, um, hyaluronic, Drops just because they're so hydrating, but I love these because I don't know, they're not irritating and they have like a little bit of light reflecting, um, what's it called? Pigment? Yes. So it's like when I put on my foundation, it gives me that like glossy dewy look, um, that I really, really like.
1: That's a good one. What advice do you have for people that maybe want to become a beauty editor? Actually... I'm going to update this question. Let's say like you were in the market for hiring somebody for your team. Like what would you be looking for on a resume? And like, what are some questions you might ask them if like you met them to see if they would be a good fit? Really great question. Wow. Um, I think like just start writing. I think, I've, I think I've
0: listened before and people have said that, but like, I would le- like, if you have a blog and it's so well written and like, you just aren't getting clips at major publications, like that's fine. You have this really well-written blog, you know, and like you, ha- you can have a community built around that. You know what I mean? You can just be doing that stuff. So I think that's like one thing I would say, like number one advice, just like start writing. You know, I think a lot of times people get like jaded because they're like, I sent a pitch and no one responded, you know? It's like, write that pitch for your website, you know? Like, do, write it in a long Instagram caption. Like, the world's changing, you know? We all see stuff and we're exposed, so just, like, go for it.
1: And then what I would look for, wait, the questions I would ask. Yeah, like, if you you were meeting with somebody, like, you took an informational to see if they were a good fit, what would you be asking them to see if they, like, understood the industry maybe I'd ask, like what's the three like last beauty
0: stories or like beauty any like beauty content like did you listen to the last episode of los <laughs> angeles you know like any beauty content like what was the last three pieces of beauty content that you engaged with and like what did you love or hate about it? Just to see, like, their, like, breath and depth, you know? Because, like, they could be into one thing. I think beauty is so great because it encompasses so much. So, like, if they geek out about, you know, like, I'm obsessed with this new ingredient. Or if they geek out, like, there's a new ban on this product, you know? Or if they geek out about, I don't even know, like, even a crazy celebrity look or, like, a crazy wig maker. Like, I found this really cool crazy wig maker on Insta that I'm, like, obsessed with. They're making these, like, vintage 80s, like, they're just like such a vibe. Anyway, I'll send them to you when done. But whatever nice. they geek out about, like I want them to geek out about beauty. Cause I think like, that's the best thing about you and like beauty editors and stuff. It's like, they're big losers about beauty. <laughs> like I'm a huge loser about this stuff, but it's like, it's amazing. So yeah, I think I'd look for that like yes. geek out moment where they like kind of lose themselves um in it. I guess like, it goes like a part passion, part knowledge and like looking at the word curiosity
1: and like to piggyback off that make sure that your beauty diet is like diverse i always tell people if you are wanting to be a beauty editor you need to be on um you need to be on twitter i would get on twitter but also like be on tiktok like yeah we're gonna talk about in the news like a tiktok that we recently saw but i will say to your twitter point it's like
0: cam my fiance he sent me your tweet when you broke the biden beauty thing like because you're on yeah isn't that like he was like and then i was like that's my friend cam (laughs) like oh i already knew this because we're friends and i follow her but yeah literally but that's so true like you broke that story on twitter i think you did it like
1: and so it's just like. That would have been amazing if you're in that interview to be like, oh, I follow Kirby and like she broke this and it's interesting. I, th- I mean, thank you. And that's the thing, like to your point, I don't like write regularly for one website. Like if I was still at Pop Sugar, I'd be like, guys, I'm gonna write an article about this. Let's do it. But I didn't have anywhere else to put it. Like my website's under construction. So I was like, I'm just going to post this on Twitter and see what happens. And then it just took on (laughs) a life of its own, for better or worse. Anyways, okay. I love your responses to all these questions. Thank you for taking the time to share them. I hope
0: you do. If you don't, you can tell me and all revamp them i'll pull shit together for the next half of this
1: they were perfect okay so we're going to move on to beauty news we want to talk about actually an interesting development so the state of california passed the toxic free beauty bill this is one of the first bills of his of its kind at a state level basically this bill bans 24 ingredients in personal care products that will begin in january of 2025. Um, I went through these ingredients. Many of these are already banned in Europe. And I'm I'm seeing a lot of different brands when they say that they're clean. A lot of them are like, yeah, we follow EU standards. I feel like they're starting to kind of gravitate towards that, Mm -hmm. which I think is great. Let me preface this, guys. like, Clean beauty is something that I think is... Super personal. I personally don't look for clean beauty products, and that's my prerogative. But Mm -hmm. I think when people are looking for clean beauty, if you do want to completely overhaul your routine, like look for brands that are kind of following the EU model, because I think like that's a, a really good standard to follow. But yeah, I thought this was interesting, Chloe. So many of the ingredients that are being banned in this bill, they're not regularly used in beauty formulations anymore. It's rare. I, I guess like for me, then it's like, so then why does this bill exist? Like if these products or if these ingredients are being eradicated already, just because it's not uh, a part of mainstream uh, beauty culture, like why does this bill exist? Do you have any thoughts? Like what are your thoughts on this bill?
0: Yeah, totally. I feel like we're kind of like on the same page. It's such a complex conversation. Again, like getting into clean and toxic and like those definitions aren't really defined. So when they get this bill it's like i feel like we were i was chatting with you and you were like we were talking about like i'm a little bit nervous that like marketers will use passing this use this law kind of to say that they're clean and not toxic and maybe that's not the case then on the flip side we were chatting because like formaldehyde is one of the ingredients which is banned and that's in a lot of like hair straining products that are targeted to women of color like i know the brazilian blowout um use formaldehyde or a form of it so it's like so that's a win and a positive because that's cancer-causing, terrible and toxic ingredient. We're in a weird place. I think because of no universal definition for the terms like toxic or what clean beauty looks like, you know, and things like that, it's kind of, it kind of leaves it open to the individual brand, which makes me again skeptical a little bit right that's the vibe we're nervous
1: and I think like obviously the the people behind this bill it's like the EWG um and there's a few other organizations that are backing this bill and it is a huge um feat for Mm -hmm. EWG and the clean community to have this like be passed into law which I I don't want to minimize that at all and I also think that legislation like this is a good step in the right direction especially because like we said mm-hmm. non-toxic, natural, clean, all of those terms are marketing terms. They're not defined by the FDA. So you can't go to the FDA website and look up, okay, this product says it's clean. It's made out it's made without this this and this for sure because of that i think that having a a a law like this might actually help progress standards in a way okay like we're making moves in the government when it comes to clean beauty like why can't we get the fda to Mm -hmm. regulate some of these terms now i live in california so i think this is really interesting and i know that they probably like lobbied for this for a while but i agree with you it's it's a little dicey it's a little shaky it's like what 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 will actually happen i think a lot of people are thinking oh my gosh, is this going to completely change a lot of formulations of products that I'm already using? The, the research that I did based on like interviews that I saw on like InStyle and Allure, many of the cosmetic chemists were like, probably not because a lot of these ingredients aren't in a lot of the beauty products being made right now. But if if a brand is still using the product, then obviously it will change and you'll just have to, um, unfortunately, <laughs> do some due diligence and look up. Yeah, that's true. Well, and to your point too, is like I was reading like this
0: new study and it's like Sixty percent or more people want heavier, heavier regulation on their beauty products. So it's like it is a step in the right direction, right direction, because people do want to know what's in their products and things like that. So it's like that balance of due due diligence and yeah, this is moving forward because we need we need conversations about what's being put in products, regardless. What should it what it should look like is where we get like we can talk for
1: days and hours. You know what I mean in years. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and the second piece of beauty news that I just, I I wanted to talk about this because it was everywhere. It was all over my Instagram. I'm on TikTok, it was all over TikTok. It had millions of views on TikToks in a matter of, TikToks, TikTok in a matter of hours. So there's a website, and y'all will put this on glossangelespod.com. It's called checkcosmetic.net. This is a cosmetic calculator that lets you know how long ago a product was manufactured. And the person that made the TikTok, they were, I think maybe at like a Ross or a TJ Maxx, they were at a third-party store. And if you can find the batch number on the product package, you can look up how long ago your product was manufactured. So it says on the website that the cosmetic calculator helps you determine the manufacture date of cosmetics or perfume by the batch code or lot number and provides general information about the product shelf life. It says that, You should please notice that the given shelf life period is common and not applicable for all of the products. You should read the recommendations for each particular product provided directly on the container or the packaging or the company's website and follow them. And it says that it warns that occasionally calculation results can be incorrect, which I was like, okay. So the person in this TikTok took an Olay moisturizer entered in the batch code and what came up was that in the year 2020 this product was manufactured in 2011.
0: Feel old yet? Just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel, feel old, old now? Yet? Yeah and I did a lot of like I was looking this up online like prior to talking about this. That's a long time to have a product on a shelf and then if you open the product and you see that it's separating if you see that if it has a weird smell anything like that obviously don't use it you maybe shouldn't use a product after its expiration date but also like you know it's not just black and white if you have a product that maybe it's over the expiration date but you open it up and it looks fresh it smells good it's not separated like but i don't know what do you think about this chloe like i i think that this is getting into interesting territory
0: there's key signs that a product is bad right you know it smells all the things you were saying and it's like i think i think a nine-year-old product is like we we got to take that we got to look at that, we got to reevaluate that situation we're like covering all like the sticky situations you know what i mean because it's like i think it's good product knowledge and like you should just i think again maybe this is better it goes back to our big point of like ownership of your beauty in a way you know it's all personal privilege and choices and things like that so i think due diligence like we were saying of researching your products is really important and so this tool be helpful if you're shopping at tj maxx or ross or places where this bin number might be nine years old that's important information to know what you're putting on your skin but then it's also that conversation of like Sometimes, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes there's a gray area of products and if they could last longer or shorter. So I think it's a due diligence and like maybe this is just a helpful tool for people in their due diligence and for our little TikTok Gen Zers out there who are, all about these um, TJ Maxx beauty products and things like that, which I think is so fascinating. It's like the, the youth are so on it. It's like fascinates me.
1: Totally. And that's the thing, too. I love that you brought that up. That's actually a really great point um, because like totally a privilege. Like if you are going to TJ Maxx, like exclusively to buy your beauty products because like that's what you can afford, like I also think that there is a responsibility for, for retailers and things like that to double-check the batch codes. Yeah. Do we think that, you know, TJ Maxx should be responsible for making sure that, like, there's not a product that's been – manufactured more than like four or five years ago on their selves. Like, I think that's a really interesting discussion to have to make sure that you're protecting the consumer yeah. um, and, and making sure that they aren't using something that could be potentially harmful. Uh, for me personally, y'all, I'm not using a product that was made nine years ago. I'm just not. Yeah, I nine mean, is
0: a tough one.
1: But nine, like, tw- I wasn't even working at Pop Sugar in 2011. <laughs> I
0: know. Well, I got paranoid and I was like checking my products. So I was like, I love this on every day. How old are you like you know hit me with the facts right it's like very stressful but yes
1: yeah it's a little wild so okay um uh, and for y'all that are wanting to look this up go to checkcosmetic.net I have a feeling that this website's gonna crash at some point because just everybody's gonna be using it. Okay, y'all it's time for What's on your face, Chloe as our guest uh we're gonna have you do the honors first. Okay, well in preparation for this call I was just
0: going through all of Los Angeles's greatest hits, which there's so many. So it's just like, you know, I could have spent like four to five days, but then you guys had your Rare Beauty and I was like, oh, I need to put Rare Beauty Inspire on my lips. So telling you I'm wearing Rare Beauty Inspire on my lips, I like Rare Beauty. I think it's really good. And I think she did a good job.
1: I think Selena did an amazing job. I absolutely love um, those lip souffles. And so that's Inspire? Mm -hmm, Yes, this is the lip souffle in, in the shade Inspire. It's like... So I only put
0: on one like coat because it's daytime and it would be a little bit odd to go on a podcast where no one sees me wearing a full (laughs) red lip and sunglasses. But you know, people have done weirder things. So yeah, but I love it because like right now you can't see it, but it's like a tint, less of like a big bold and it's matte and it's super, it goes on super creamy. Um, Yeah, I'm like all about it. I really like the shade and the color. It, 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 It paired nicely with like a casual look even if it's a red lip I agree but also wear a red lip all the time no yeah I mean also that yeah
1: it's almost like a stain it's like it yeah looks, it's like very very light but I could it still has this beautiful pop of color I believe those lip soufflés are like 19 bucks too mm-hmm. so very very affordable is there anything else that you're wearing I was you okay share? you could tell me if I can't do this but I was gonna say something on my hair does that
0: count or yes yeah okay oh it does okay so I'm obsessed with this braid spray. It's like a hydrating scalp um, refresher. It's from on Beauty. It's an Mist. So the lady does Ava DuVries braids. This woman who founded it, she's just like so cool. She specializes in like protective styles, locks, braids, everything like that. Um, and the spray it's, it honestly is like so hydrating. It's super, super natural. It's just literally just like water and like a natural oil blend that works for my head. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it 10 out of 10 stars. It has a really subtle fragrance that I also like. Uh And I have, I have in box sprays right now, um, that need to probably come out. So I'm just like, spray in this bad boy in my head. But yeah, I just love it. I'm always looking for like a good gentle mist from when I have like braids or twists in and this is it.
1: Oh my God. And it's called onk, onk? Ankh? A-N-K-H. Ankh. Oh, A-N-K-H. Okay. Sorry. I couldn't see the the last one. No, no oh my worries. gosh. I love in
0: that. A hydrating scalp refresher. And it also works for natural hair. You don't have to have twists or anything,
1: but I've been using this kind of all summer and I'm like, I'm a stan right now. I'm trying to think of anything else I have. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I've never heard of this brand, so you introduced me to a new brand. Yeah, yes. it's new-ish, um, ah, but insane. yes, love it. Okay, awesome. Um, do you know? Do you know the price of it? It's thirty dollars. I love it. It's for like I would say three,
0: um, and four hair types, but honestly, it just it's it's my jam right now. It's very
1: I'm, it's summery, but it, I'm moving it into fall. Beautiful. All right, y'all. I want to talk about maskney. It's a real thing. I went and got my hair extensions did on Thursday. Um, I actually wasn't going to get them, but I went and saw my boy on. He he gave me a trim that I so desperately needed. Um, my hair has been so good without bleaching it for almost a year and just kind of letting my hair do its thing over the past you know ten months. But I went and he was like, "Let's do some extensions." So I went and of course when I go see on, I like to do like a face of makeup, but I was wearing a mask so. I thought I was looking great and then I got home and I noticed that I had this raised like texture to my skin in certain areas specifically like on the tops of my cheeks and then my chin area. It's where my silk masks Rubs the most. I love the silk mask because they're like antimicrobial and breathable. They have the filters uh, and they're a little bit more gentle on the skin. But where the mask connects to like the top and the bottom of my face, it does rub a little bit. And that, in conjunction with my makeup, kind of I think caused a breakout or mask me. So I washed my face, I actually double cleansed since I had makeup on, I washed with the Fresh Soy Face Cleanser and then Renee Rouleau's new, the mint uh, exfoliating cleanser that she just launched, which is awesome. And then I patted my face dry and I put on First Aid Beauty's Ultra Repair Cream. It's a skin protectant with colloidal or colloidal oatmeal and if y'all have heard of the colloidal oat it's found in a lot of Aveeno products so like that's like the drugstore friendly version but i went to sephora at the grove recently i wanted to pick up a new fragrance which was by the fireplace from Margella, the replica it's it literally is like my favorite fall scent so i went and bought it and when i was in line to check out the like to go beauty area they had this ultra repair cream i've been a fan of first aid beauty for years like Before I even got into the beauty industry, I really liked their products just because I think that they deliver, but I have never talked about them on this podcast and I just want to give them a shout out because this cream, it has this beautiful whipped texture to it. So it doesn't feel as emollient as most creams do. It just kind of like melts into the skin. It's a skin protectant. It soothes the skin. It has no fragrance, so you don't have to worry about that. And on the package, it says it's good for things like eczema, rashes, poison, ivy, and oak, and insect bites i have just straight up been using this as my moisturizer for, like since i had the knee it went down literally like when i woke up so i i didn't do anything like I didn't, didn't didn't do any serums, didn't do any essences, anything like that. Uh, no actives. I just put on this moisturizer, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and literally it had taken down like the raised bumps. There were tiny little red dots, but they went away within 24 hours. I'm using this as like a daily moisturizer both in the morning and at night right now, and I just really love the whipped consistency, so... If you are really dry, if you are looking for something that's not too heavy and you're dealing with maskne on a regular basis, I highly recommend it. I have the two ounce jar and it's only $14. So it's super affordable and it's a good amount of products. You only need the tiniest bit and I'm a huge fan. So um, if you have maskne, I, I highly recommend using this moisturizer for it. And that's what's on my face. Oh, I love it! I need to get that. I'm struggling with masking too, and I love first aid beauty. So sold, sold. I know this is a conversion, Kirby. Sold. (laughs) Use my affiliate link. No, just kidding. But seriously, I feel like (laughs) Kirby (laughs) 100. I feel like people don't talk about first aid beauty that much anymore, and maybe it's because it's like a staple. Like people just know it's good. Okay, right? Yeah, maybe it works. Yeah, it's an oldie but goodie. I don't know.
0: It is I love their uh, skin tint. It's a, I don't know if it's a skin tint. It's is it the skin tint? It's like similar to the Glossier packaging, I know. It's like the Ooh, Oh, wait, hold on. Let me see. It's a tinted moisturizer, but it's it looks like the perfecting skin tint. It's in this little bottle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, I I didn't even realize they made makeup, which is like so it's so sad of me to say that, but I didn't even realize it. No,
0: I think they're like skincare first, makeup second. Also, is this comp- is this product like nuck not- it anymore oh my god I don't think it's even carried anymore wow I'm a grandmother <laughs> it's literally off the website so yeah scratch that I used to like it you can't get it anymore uh that keeps happening to me like I used to use Urban Decay's one and done and it's not it's not available they got rid of it
1: they got rid of one and done like the naked skin one Mm-hmm. naked
0: skin one and done hybrid gone I would kill someone for that product. I know. I don't know why they got rid of it. Why did they do that? Urban Decay. I don't know why they did either. Wait, I just like thought I found it, but I didn't. Okay, good. I was like, am I? What the heck? They got rid of this. Are you seeing it anywhere? I'm like, I can't be. I just looked to redo it, and then they. I was reading. I
1: think I see it. Is it on? It's just on their website. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Hold on.
0: Yes, there's something going on. Wait, please. Is it? I don't think it's on the website. I think I did the same thing. It's on their website, but did it work? Like, there's no.
1: There's not my shade. Then they took. It away? I don't know what it is. Okay, so no, so they only have this thing that they're calling the complexion perfector. I don't think they have the shades. I, I am I losing my mind. I feel like Right, they used to have the sh- Oh my god, I'm only seeing it on like eBay. Yeah, I think it's
0: gone. The shades are gone. Oh my god, wait, I know. On. Urban
1: Decay one and done discontinued. So amidst amidst the COVID-19, we're like breaking news. COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> we were like sobbing on the podcast. Urban Decay decides to g- discontinue their one and done hybrid perfector. It It was the perfect amount of coverage for me. And it was light enough that it didn't feel like foundation. That's written by me, probably. (laughs) I love that. I love it. Damn it. I know. It was my favorite
0: product. And it's like perfect for COVID because it's like not too much makeup. Nice under a mask. And it's gone.
1: Gone. That's really upsetting. Urban Decay. We'll have to like reach out to Wendy and be like, girl, what's happening here? Go to Newport Beach, California and just (laughs) surround the building. (laughs) Please. Help us. (laughs) can you send a shipment to me and chloe thank you awesome chloe you are amazing thank you so much for being our guest today where can everybody find you online in kirby's
0: dms in her comment section no, kidding.
1: uh kirby you are
0: amazing you can find me on instagram at hall h-a-l-l and then c-h-l-o-e my first name um hall chloe on twitter chloe hall I don't think i on TikTok nothing i'll never reveal my TikTok name i just i'm a, like a viewer not a not a dancer yeah it's a secret uh so, i just look at everyone but yes those are all my
1: handles or l.com l.com go read the story um the most recent story and also um just a tip for you guys if you l- want to read anybody's articles any of the guests that we have especially editors just put in their name and their their publication, and it'll pull up their author page, and then you can go through and see all of the different articles that they have written. So for that, just look up Chloe Hall L, and her page will pop up, and you can read everything that she has. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, you guys, for listening to this episode. We'll be back on Friday. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod. Join our Facebook group and visit us at glossangelespod.com where all of the products and news that we talked about today will be featured. Talk to you Friday. Bye.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,